Hello, welcome to the AWS Podcast. I'm Alicia here. Great to have you back. I've got a special guest today. I'm joined today by Sandy Carter, and Sandy is Amazon Vice President of Windows and Enterprise Workloads. Welcome to the podcast, Sandy. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> it's great to have you here. And uh, you've come along to talk to us about something kind of interesting, which is uh, we're kind of calling it more broadly Windows innovation. But um, if I'm not mistaken, you've done a lot of thinking and work in the space of innovation uh, prior to being at, uh, at Amazon that um, might be of interest to our listeners. Yeah, so um, I decided that I would take six or seven months and do some research on what I'm calling extreme innovation. I did that in conjunction with Carnegie Mellon Silicon Valley. I don't know if you know, they have an office in Silicon Valley, not just Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we did a whole set of research looking at startups, enterprises, Silicon Valley, Israel, India, just trying to figure out what were some of the elements of innovation that have changed and that continue to change. And, you know, some of the things we found were that, you know, the way that you hire your team, develop your team, and make decisions on your team was really important for innovation. The way that you partner was really important for innovation. And in today, today's environment, technology was really important in innovation and the way that you use that technology to innovate. And that's why I thought today's topic would be really powerful um, if we honed in on that kind of that tech portion of innovation, how you can use tech today to innovate. Yeah, I think I think that's a great idea, and I think that you know the the important thing there is that the, the tech is the tool, not the endpoint. Um, I think often we get kind of fixated with the cool factor of different technologies, etc., but it's really what the outcome you're trying to drive to that's actually important, rather than the tech itself. Although the tech's interesting. Yeah, in fact, one of the startups that I work with is called Genworth, and they've created an empathy lab using VR, virtual reality, AR, augmented reality, and uh, artificial intelligence. And what they do is they enable researchers in a medical field to actually experience a medical condition. So they can actually help you simulate using that technology. What does it feel like to have, have Alzheimer's? What does it feel like to have glaucoma or not to be able to move? And, you know, part of what I found in my book and the research was that innovation really starts with empathy, right? I mean, if you can't empathize with your client, you can't really innovate. Mm, that's really true. It's like you know, walking walking a mile in someone else's shoes is important. Now, um, now we're talking about Windows, and I think we should probably start with the the least innovative comment I can make um, today, which is um, Sandy Windows Windows runs on AWS, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it does, and so many people don't know that. Um, we launched our Windows support in twenty. I'm sorry, two thousand and eight. And since then, hundreds of thousands of organizations have trusted their Windows workloads to AWS. So, you know, we really have a multi-billion dollar business running customers' Windows workloads. And we are Microsoft's largest cloud partner in the world, which I know surprises many, many people. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that, you know, people like, I think, in this modern era of, um, of software is, is that choice. You know, you, you pick the, the operating systems that make sense, you pick the languages that make sense. And certainly when it comes to innovation, you know, you can't on the one hand say, let's let's innovate and be creative, but you can only use, you know, this flavor of this particular component. Um, you kind of have to have choice. What are, what are some of the things you've seen customers do really successfully using the Windows platform? Well, here's what I think is really uh, quite interesting. You know, again, from my research, 
we found that there are really four types of innovation. Most people hone in on one type, which is product innovation, right? Like everybody does product innovation. And of course, I think running Windows on AWS helps you with product innovation. But we found that really successful and innovative companies actually do innovation on four kind of um, axes. They also look at operational innovation. They look at how business models have changed, you know, like Airbnb, for instance, or the experience, a customer experience as well. And so as I look at many of the ways that um, our clients are using Windows on AWS, I think it really hits each of those four areas, how they're using it to innovate with their product, like uh, the GPT group, they migrated almost their entire data center to the AWS cloud. And they did that to innovate on their reporting environment and their authentication systems. And they migrated over their SQL Server databases, their SharePoint 2007, actually, without any loss of performance, with, but with the ability to innovate in those two core areas that were crucial to them. And then I find well, that's at, interesting. Uh, that that focus that focus area is really interesting. Is you know, it's it's not always the um, maybe the, the newest shiniest uh, piece of software. It's simply being able to deploy it in a way that's more flexible, more globally accessible, and more scalable. That kind of becomes important as well. That's right. And I also think you know um, the agility too. Right, time to market is really important. Right. And so if you can deploy the workload in minutes, and then get moving and grooving on your new application in that amount of time, I think that that can really assist you. Um, And then if we look at, you know, innovation and operations, and I know that this is not the sexiest type of innovation, but, you know, Ziff Davis, they are managing their licenses, their logins, their contracts for multiple environments. And that became really costly and time consuming for them. And so what they've done is they have been able to migrate over, bring any license with them, and being able to get operational innovation into their core business because we were able to leverage Windows on AWS. And, you know, it's interesting because we we found that, you know, especially in the book, when you looked at operational innovation, this is where people really get a lot of bang for the buck, even though it's not that sexy form of innovation in the marketplace. That's a, that's a good point. I mean, if you think about the, the, the amount of operational overhead on running IT, um, you know, it's, it's clearly a, a heavy expense line item for most businesses. And it ha- has to be there, but the leaner you can make it, the better. And this is where I think, you know, radical automation, I might term it as, um, becomes really important, particularly in organizations that have large fleets of, uh, of servers. And so it's been interesting seeing, you know, um, as you say, maybe less uh, glamorous uh, services, things like you know, Amazon EC2 Systems Manager, which can configure and patch and manage both Amazon EC2 Im- images, but also on-premises systems as well. Um, just the concept of being able to patch and manage at large scale at no cost um, is interesting to many people. I mean, that can, that can take you to that next step, particularly if you're trying to improve your security posture as well. That's right. And security is, is a big one, a big, big, big area. I think another, you know, big innovation area is customer experience. In fact, many would say that customer experience innovation is probably the last really true form of competitive advantage that exists out there today. And uh, one of our customers is Elucian. And Elucian, I don't know if you know them, but they're a leading provider Mm -hmm. of software for higher ed. 
And what they do is they enable educational institutions to have a student information system and finance and HR. And what they wanted to do is to innovate in both the way that they delivered those services, but also in the experience that the students, the faculty, the university CIOs had in that experience. And so they have been using and leveraging um, AWS and primarily Windows on AWS in that redesign of the customer experience. Um, and they told us, you know, we're investing in the next generation of learners, which I love because I love continuous learning. And they're accelerating that innovation because they're on AWS. And uh, I love that example um, because, first of all, they're such a great customer. But I love the fact that they're redesigning this so that students can learn faster, faculty can teach better, and really are putting all their systems on AWS so that they can innovate in a more clean fashion as well. It, it is exciting because uh, particularly in the space of learning, I mean, so much has changed even in the last you know, 10, 15 years and will continue to change in the future. I think many of these uh, educational providers are recognizing that things are changing and have to change. Um, and one of the things we know about innovation is you need you need space to operate and you need often extra resource, um, but it may only be temporary to experiment. So the ability to spin up an environment quickly, try something out, test its uh, validity or not, and then move on is almost becoming table stakes in terms of the technical underpinnings of innovation, would, would you say? I completely agree. And, you know, it is that the ability to innovate, the ability to create a culture or an environment that enables innovation, but also then to have the technology that facilitates that innovation and makes it easy to do, I think is is um, so incredibly crucial. And, you know, yeah, one of our one clients... Of those... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go, Sandy. Oh, I was just going to say, one of our, our, our other clients is doing something I think that's really innovative around their business model as well. And this is Just Eat out of, um, out of the UK. And uh, they actually did a lot of experimentation like we were talking about and A-B testing. And what they're doing is they are using Alex or Alexa to enable their customers to find out when their orders are going to come. So Just Eat, I don't know, you probably, if you've been to Heathrow, you've probably seen Just Eat uh, in the airport, but they also do delivery. And so what they've been able to do is not just, again, lift and shift some of those Windows workloads over to AWS, but they're also innovating with Lex and Alexa uh, and have their, you know, Echo Dot. They can say, hey, when will my pizza be here? Or when will my, you know, caviar arrive? And, uh, you know, <laughs> we have the ability to do that too. So I love that example because it it really changes the business model and innovation for them. But they did that by a lot of experimentation and, and adaptation as well. Absolutely, and that's the thing. You, you, you rarely get it right the first time, so being able to try things multiple times becomes kind of important. From a um, from a technical standpoint, I'm just I was just sort of thinking to myself, well, you know, we, we talk about running Windows on on AWS and customers doing that successfully. Um, really, it's it's the fact that you can run all the flavors of Windows OS. Um, I know a lot of customers when a new version of Windows operating system comes out, 
Um, we'll often spin them up on AWS immediately just to you know, do some compatibility testing, security testing, and a variety of other sort of pre, pre-checks so they sort of eagerly await for those uh, AMIs to become available. Um, there's also things like SQL Server available, both in the relational database service, so fully managed, or you can run it yourself. Um, we have a .NET SDK, so you can integrate the calling of AWS services specifically from um, .NET code. Um, yep. Lambda. And the, um, and the toolkit for Visual Studio. Absolutely. Yes, toolkit for Visual Studio. Thanks, Sandy. Very important. Oh, sorry, um, so you sorry. can have that, that native experience, uh, that native experience within your development environment. I know there's, there's many people who listen to the podcast who never leave Visual Studio. That's where they, they spend their day. And so you can get all the AWS goodness from that as well. Um, obviously, Lambda supports .NET as well. So you can run your serverless workloads, um, written in, in .NET. Um, the uh, EC2 container service also supports Windows-based containers. And, of course, the AWS CLI itself runs beautifully well on uh, on on the Windows and, platform. Yeah, so and Elastic lots of choices. Stock. Elastic Beanstalk can help you quickly yes. uh, deploy and scale apps built on .NET, but also Java, Docker, and other things. But it also runs. So, and, you know, it's interesting. I was just talking to a custo- couple of customers. We have so many customers who run their Microsoft apps on AWS. You know, Dole Foods runs their entire SharePoint collaboration platform. Um, Edwards Life Sciences moved their Dynamics platform to AWS. Uh, John Hopkins, Hess, Pitney Bowes, they all have significant SQL server deployments on AWS as well that power their custom build applications as well. So there's so many things that you can do here um, if you're an enterprise, and I, I love the fact that you can use it not just to lift and shift, but you can use it to innovate. And for me, that's probably most important. Absolutely, absolutely. And certainly, uh, I think you know people who are, are forward-looking within their organization, that's, that's where their eyes are at. They don't want to do more of the same. They want to do it differently, which is really great. Hey, Sandy, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been great to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. No problem. We'll definitely have to have you back. And thanks, everyone, for listening. As ever, we do love to get your feedback, AWS Podcast at amazon.com. And until next time, keep on building.